Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 32. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Mil Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you doing today, Mil? I'm good, Greg. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. So we're back, and we are going to look at week 32, obviously, but we're also going to take a look back at week 30 and 31 as well. Uh, so that's a three-week span where we saw pretty steady improvement in performance. Uh, what did you see in those three weeks, Milton? Yeah, I think that's a good characterization and uh, one that we haven't been able to use very often this year, unfortunately, but uh, certainly we have seen a definite upward trajectory for both CN and CP. Over the last three weeks, we've seen order fulfillment performance for both railways steadily improve week after week, culminating, frankly, in week 32 with the best performance we've seen from both railways in a number of months, maybe as far back as November. So that's a very positive thing. One might argue that that's, you know, concurrent with the end of winter and the arrival of spring and uh, much like the robins show up to make their nests the railway performance gets better but whatever we'll take what we've got really you know we've seen pretty broad improvement right across the board and they've done it a couple of ways we've been talking for a lot of weeks now about car spotting in the country and the fact that they weren't spotting enough cars meant they weren't meeting demand, which had two outflows coming from that, which is poor order fulfillment performance, but then also a growing backlog of outstanding orders. And, you know, we've talked about how big those outstanding order counts have gotten, particularly for CP and the fact that they've been kind of dragging them through the grain year all the way back to uh, the fall. And the one thing really that changed in the last three weeks is the fact that they've been spotting more cars. Uh, weeks 30, 31, and 32 for both railways have been three of the best weeks since late fall, early December with respect to car spotting. If we look at week 32, which is uh, most recently completed, you know, CN and CP together spotted 9,000 cars in the country in week 32. And they hadn't even come close to that number since the middle of December, when we were pretty much at peak shipment season. So that's a huge improvement. The other thing, frankly, and, you know, they all kind of go hand in hand, but service across different aspects of the system have improved. Whether we look at corridors or we look at individual shipper service levels, generally the trend has been positive. What we were seeing for a lot of this year was, you know, very inconsistent performance for both railways. You know, they do very well in one corridor one week, but not so well in the others. Or some group of shippers would get very good service, but a bunch of shippers would not. And when that all came out in the wash, overall performance wasn't very good. So over the last three weeks, we've certainly seen improvement in both those areas. Uh, shipper service is is more consistent than it has been. We still got some pockets where you know some shippers are not seeing uh, very good levels of service, but I would say those are exceptions at this point as opposed to the norm. 
corridor performance has been much better, much more consistent. And for both CN and CP, you know, the trick for good performance is always to do well in their major corridors. And at this time of year, that's Vancouver and Prince Rupert. Prince Rupert, obviously, just for CN. But performance in both of those principal corridors um, has improved notably uh, over the last three weeks. So you put all those things together and and performance has just been better. And the outflow of that, you know, is tangible. What we've seen is outstanding order counts have come down a long ways. They were very high through the winter, particularly for CP. And the fact that more cars are getting spotted, you know, has helped them whittle away that backlog, particularly for CP. You know, just to throw a number out there, coming out of week 32, CP has an outstanding order count of 700 cars. And, and people who haven't necessarily been following this, you know, week to week to week, like we do, would say, wow, that's a big number. But if you look back over the 17 weeks prior to week 32, so weeks 15 to 31, CP was averaging 1,400 outstanding orders every week. So to have a week where they're at 700 is, you know, pretty remarkable improvement. Now, the trick will be, can they keep that going? And, and we can talk about that a little bit. But, you know, back to back to back weeks of good performance has been a challenge. We have seen three good weeks. So that's a very positive sign. If we could see a fourth and a fifth week to keep the trajectory going, that would be a better sign. The other thing that that's that's happened, which we've just talked about, is that order fulfillment performance has improved. And, and that's a direct outflow of more cars being spotted. So less cars are being dedicated to outstanding orders. Outstanding orders are going down. More cars are being applied against current week demand. And all those things just build on one another. So we've had a good three-week run. You know, challenges still, I think, ahead. Spring brings a different set of challenges for the railways when we get into, you know, melting season and avalanche season and stuff like that. But I think good reason to be uh, perhaps optimistic at this stage. Yeah, thanks, Milt. And I guess traditionally, is this sort of connecting with with the traditional improvement we see this time of year? I mean, generally, once we start to get into the spring season, and it was, I think, the first day of spring yesterday. This is what we tend to see is a is an improvement in performance. Obviously, it's weather related, but but it is a trend we see. Is this is this the start of that? Yeah, I think so. And and if you look at history, you know the 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 patterns are fairly consistent. Uh, winter is always tough. Uh, the question really is every year is how tough will winter be? It's not always directly um, a a function of you know cold and and snow necessarily, but we do know that. You know, the railway's commitments for spotting cars go down because they say in winter operations slow down, and certainly that's true. But when spring comes around, a couple things happen. The weather is warmer. Operating conditions are better. The railway commitments for car spotting go up. So starting this month, you know, CN and CP are back to their 5,300 or whatever car a week commitment as opposed to the 4,500 car a week commitment over the last four months. And it's pretty consistent, you know. I mean, we see this year in and year out. And the other thing, frankly, that happens at this time of year is uh, Thunder Bay opens back up. So that tends to take a little bit of stress off the Vancouver corridor and provides a different outlet for grain. 
So you put all of those things together and performance tends to improve at this time of year. And the last thing, of course, is we generally are, depending on, you know, market conditions, of course, but generally speaking, we are beyond uh, the peak uh, shipping season and we're now seeing volumes slow down somewhat as we work our way towards the summer and then the next harvest. So improved operating conditions along with, you know, lower demand, if you will, is going to help railway performance. Yeah, thanks, Milton. So let's look ahead a little bit. Are you seeing that decline in demand or is it staying staying similar right now? So far, nothing significant. We are starting to see a little bit of change in the mix. Thunder Bay, obviously, being the biggest influence on that. I think the Seaway is scheduled to reopen at the end of this week, the 24th and the 25th. But we've already seen traffic volumes start to ramp up. You know, they were moving almost no cars through the winter into Thunder Bay for good reason, because there was no vessels coming to Thunder Bay. But over the last couple of weeks, orders from shippers have ramped up. And I think uh, the last three weeks, we've been somewhere between 1,400 and 1,600 cars a week ordered for the Thunder Bay corridor. So that's a very clear sign that, you know, Thunder Bay is going to reopen and traffic patterns are going to shift a little bit. But overall, no, demand is still steady, I guess, for want of a better term. And I would expect over the next six weeks that it will actually start to decline. Okay, thanks, Mel. I uh, really appreciate your insights. We'll be uh, watching as always. For those who would like to see the reports, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye.